Welcome to the FinTech Report podcast, a deep dive into the people, platforms, and businesses in the FinTech sector. I'm your host, Glenn Frost, and each episode, I'll be talking with a leading expert in the FinTech field. We'll be discussing a broad range of topics and issues. So thank you for taking the time to listen to this conversation. The FinTech Report podcast is brought to you in partnership with Australian FinTech, a news and information website, as well as a directory of over 800 FinTechs. We're also in partnership with global data aggregator and open banking experts, Investnet Yodli. Investnet Yodli's data solutions are used by some of the region's most exciting and innovative companies, including 86400, Xero, and Finder. Today, I'm delighted to welcome Clint Howen to the podcast. Clint is an experienced startup founder with a mission to connect the design, technical, and business worlds to help build innovative, user-centric products. Clint was the founder of Hero Broker prior to his current role as director and head of digital at Xperity Capital. Xperity Capital is a fintech and mortgage broker that offers customers the ability to manage all their money, assets, and investment. Xperity customers can manage and view all their bank accounts, property assets, and investments in the one place. So Clint, thanks very much for being our guest on the FinTech Report podcast. Yeah, good day, Glenn. Thanks for having me. Uh, well, let's kick off. Um, tell us a bit about your background and why you're with Xperity. Uh, yeah, well, my, my Xperity, I suppose, is to get to this point has been a bit of a journey. Like like many people, your, your, uh, your career and when th- where things take you is, is never a straight line. And yeah, I started Hero Broker. The journey really started when I, I started Hero Broker and it was trying to tackle this problem of lack of online brokers. You could barely do anything online. At the time, I went through the pain point of ha- trying to do a mortgage while I was in Western Australia. And, and at the time, I was having to run a rush off to a post office uh, in a town 30 kilometers away to try fax something back to this uh, mortgage broker at the time. And that's where the journey started many years ago. Um, and then, yeah, we, when, I, when I launched Hero Broker, it was a, a purely online mortgage broker play, really just trying to make it really easy to do things online. And then really through that process was uh, just having a deep, having thousands of conversations with your average Aussie and mum and dad trying to manage their money that I really realized it's much more than mortgage broking than just purely about the home loans. It's about trying to get someone in the position to get their finance. And then once they got their their, uh, their home loan, they need to be able to actively manage that home loan and make sure they they're getting the best deal. They want to know how much their assets are worth. And they really need more than just, you know, what's what can I get at the moment? It's about that whole financial journey that that people really need support with. Um, and really, that's what you know, a lot of people come to brokers for. It's not just home loans. It's, you know, how do I get, get a home? You know, how do I, I've got a strategy to do X amount or, you know, we get asked many questions. It's not, not to do just with home loans. So, that really led me to build this, you know, the platform that we've got now, where it's really about that whole customer journey and making sure that we can support people at every different stage. And, and the other part, and this is where I, I've, you know, joined Xperity, and Xperity's got a really unique story of it being a co-op where it's really a, a you know, a, a true co-op where we've got together a bunch of mortgage broker groups and thought, well, you know, with regulation and, and everything else and, and the growing pains you get and having a strong back office, why don't we all get together and leverage each other's strengths? I came on as being their, their digital piece. So I'll take care of all your digital. And then we've got John Ancina, who got awarded best commercial broker in, in the country. Um, as a group, we've, we've won 20 something awards in the last two years. So we're really using each other's strength and that co-op model is growing. And yeah, just on that, that digital side, I really learned that 
purely online, um, especially in something as big as a mortgage, you need people. You need to have that human interaction as much as I want to, I, I want to build everything tech and automate everything. It just doesn't work. And that was one of my big key learning points. And I thought, what better way than to couple my technology with the best brokers in the, in Australia in this co-op model. And that's really what, um, how I came across to Xperity and a bit about what Xperity is about as well. Thank you for that. That sounds fascinating and a great insight, I think, into both the, the whole idea of fintech, you know, that uh, there is technology, but humans often like to deal with other humans when it comes to big ticket items. But let's just unpack, you know, your comments there. You've got a digital offering um, and it looks like people can connect their entire financial life into your app. Can you describe a bit about how that works, please? So are, are we connecting bank accounts and investment accounts? And, and how do you get the valuations of the properties and all those other investments that show up in the one place? Yeah, so you mentioned Yodli before. Yodli's our connector and they've been great to work with. So we, we use bank connectors so people can connect all their different bank accounts. Uh, and then we use a company called IDS, um, which Louis, the founder of IDS, uh, he's been unreal to work with as well. It's, it's always great to work with other founders. So they're, they're actually just got acquired by Domain. Uh, they're very similar to CoreLogic with how we get that property data. And then really what we're using, we, we're grabbing that data and then also putting into our own uh, software that we use as mortgage brokers to push out answers like what is your borrowing capacity? What are the best loan options? So we're we're compiling all those different data points. Um, so for one, a customer can see their finances. So it's a bit like a wealth management platform or a lot of people have said it's a wealth management platform. Um, but we give them other answers like their, their borrowing capacity, is their loan competitive? So that's, that's how we're using those connectors and, um, and really trying to push something out to the, the client. Excellent. And you mentioned a large part of your service is blending the technology and human interaction. In your experience, at what point do people feel like they want to move from, say, the technology to the to the human interaction? Is it because they're missing a piece of um, information if they're perhaps self-employed or something, and you know they've got multiple different bank accounts? The documentation is not all there. Is that when they need to step in and speak with or meet a broker, or do people just want to have someone to talk them through the journey? Can you can you tell us more? Yeah, my experience has been that it, we we can show someone the the exact answer that we're going to deliver them via a person, um, but they won't act unless they talk to someone. Um, very few people will act 100% online when it comes to something like a mortgage. So the technology piece and being able to deliver those answers to the clients, um, that's getting better. Um, so people can see the answer, but really at the point of them wanting to act on whatever that is, whatever that information is, they want to talk to someone. And even if it's just a reassurance piece. Um, but yeah, the, the one thing I think we've learned about the, the lockdowns is for all the technology in the world, nothing beats actually talking to someone um, and walking you through that process. So I, that's where I've, like I said, I, I went for the full automated approach, but I realized, you know, the technology piece, it's a, it's a collaborative piece. It's, a, it's there to give the correct answers to the customer. And that goes into, you know, know your customer and best interest duties it will make it does make life better for the broker because the broker is dealing with more data, so they can have more in-depth conversations. Um, but it is they, they, that human element in this industry. I think it's there. As, as soon as someone wants to act on a mortgage, they want to talk to someone, and, and it's a, and that's just a human factor. It, it's hard to it's hard to see how that human piece will eliminate with technology because I just don't think it will, uh, or at least in the foreseeable 
you know, I can't see it changing in, t- in 10 years' time unless technology gets really good that you just push a button and your, your loan switches, but that's miles away. Yeah. No, no, I, I understand the point that you're making there. I think um, what you're offering is is an amazing, if you like, I know you've described yourself as a, as a like an online broker or a wealth management platform. And I know some people in fintech have been using the phrase super app where you sort of bring all the information together to help people make decisions. Um, and those terms, I think, are, are used by different people in different ways. But certainly, if you're bringing together all people's financial information and you own the customer, you you are in a position to know a lot about the customer. If you've got access to their bank accounts, you can start seeing, you know, can they afford to repay you know, certain loans, you know a lot about the customer. How much information are you using and, and you know, how are you, how are you looking at what goes through those bank accounts? Are you using AI, for example, to understand, you know, are people paying too much for their mobile phone bill, for example? How do you, how do you view the data that you collect? Yeah, so we haven't, we haven't gone down the road yet of trying to help manage other aspects of their lives, like how you've got this you're paying X amount for your electricity bill and we think you can get, you can get something over here. That, that could be something later on that we add to the service, but we're really using that point. We're really using the data at the moment to, to drive that, that home loan piece, which is the biggest expense that most people have in their lives. And then how, those, how that data is used for the conversations that happen is most brokers and especially online brokers like Hero Broker had this problem. A lot of other online brokers will have this problem. You get someone comes through your website you get them a, a loan with whatever bank provider is available. Then every time they're checking their bank balance, they're off che- logging into another website. We wanted them to be checking their wealth with us. So whenever they're thinking about money, they're thinking about Xperity and, think- and using our app. And that's part of owning that customer journey. And how we use that data is instead of us calling up a client and saying, hey, you know, I'm doing my yearly check-in or you know, however long it is for your check-in. Sometimes it's two years, every two-year check-in, see how your mortgage is going. What's your latest update with your pay slips? You know, what can you tell me about what's changed and your goals and this, this, that, the other? You can have meaningful conversations straight away. So it's calling up, hey, Glenn, you know, I can see that, um, you know, you're in a good position now. You've, you've paid off a bit of your loan and hey, I've got this loan for you that's actually a lot cheaper. And looking at your information, you know, you've already got approved. How I see that going in the future is, especially with how the digitalization has gone further down the, the process chain of approving loans, I can call you up and say, uh, hey, Glenn, you're already approved for this loan that's you know X amount cheaper. Would you like me to have a further look for you? So you're getting a, a deeper conversation with an expert. So And that's where it's a lot better for brokers. I'm not calling you up asking for pay slips. I can call you up and have a deep, meaningful conversation straight away. And that's where you get strong efficiencies for both. The client gets a really good outcome. They're getting managed. And then the, the, the broker or whoever that finance expert is can have better conversations every touch point they're having with that client. Excellent. Uh, now, many publications in the uh, financial advice industry say that the level of trust by consumers towards brokers is very, very high for mortgages. And I can't remember what the exact stat is, but a significant majority of mortgages go through brokers. So you are, in effect, the de facto sales channel f- for the banks. What's been your relationship with Either your main provider or variety of providers, um, you know, for in in terms of relationships with the banks. Well, we don't we don't really have any any favourites because the favourites change from time to time because um, they're always changing their their lending policy, 
And, and yeah, we try, and that's what brokers should do. They shouldn't stick to just a small number of lenders. So we try and spread that across. Um, from your point around why brokers have such a high trust and, and going back to that human element, a lot of brokers are referred from their friends and they live locally. So they're, they're referred from friends and family and they live just around the corner and you can call someone up and, and generally a broker who's running their own business will, will be that sole point of contacting that business for, you know, 15 to 20 years. Um, whereas you go into a, a bank or a branch, you know, that whoever their loan officer is normally gets rotated every 16 months to two years. So you never build up a relationship. We often see uh, many mortgage brokers and banks advertising certain rates and to make it appeal sexy and exciting, those rates often have a very low number. But that is not always the rate that people get when they apply for various different reasons. What's your thoughts on how both the brokers and the banks and the non-banks and the other fintech home loan providers use price or the or the interest rate as the way to advertise the the home loan. Yeah, so that's called rate baiting, where you're trying to drag someone in, and then normally the majority of those really attractive loans don't suit a lot of people. So you have to have really low LVR. They'll have really strict lending policies around what you can do for work, and might have to have dual income coming in, into the household. Um, and then they might use that lead that comes through to then try and get them into another loan and say, hey, you're more sortable over here. Um, the reason that people do it is because it works and it's a driving factor for a lot of people. But the, there's only a small segment that that attracts to. And, I, and I've been guilty of that myself where you, you advertise a low rate. We actually launched with Hero Broker, we launched Hero Home Loans. We had the cheapest home loan rate in Australia and we got a bit of a splash about it. And it's great. You get a lot of people through, but the segment of the people that are, are chasing the low interest rate and you attract to, they're, they're the ones that always, they're always constantly switching and looking for the next best deal. So as a business, it's, it's more just a, a transaction. And yeah, there, there are different tactics that businesses use to try use those rates to knowing that a lot of people aren't going to get approved for them and then put them in a different, different product. Um, but yeah, the people who don't attract to those is generally the ones that uh, use a broker or even a banker just for, for more than just the rate where it's about, uh, you know, buy multiple properties or they're getting more out than just a low interest rate or it suits their needs a bit better. So there's, yeah, they, banks use it because it works. Um, but if you, if you're only advertising, if your only offer is low interest rates, then generally it's, it's, it's hard going. Yeah. Um, you mentioned that people do look at price, but they look at other factors as well. Um, how important is it in the home loan and mortgage sector that you can have other things like offset accounts or a relationship with a broker, for example. When people rate what they want from a home loan, yes, there's price, but there's all these other things as well. Could you tell us how people rank it and, and, and what, what comes first amongst the home buying population? Yeah, so uh, the, the biggest thing is that I'd say is a lot of people aren't educated on and nor should they be. That's why you use a broker or a finance professional, but a lot of people aren't educated on how interest rates work. And don't get me wrong, I think brokers' role should be getting the best deal for their clients, but it's the position that that client's in at that time and the the, the scenario that they're putting forward. And that's what limits what is the best scenario. So at the moment, it's, um, you know, we've got a lot of self-employed people that are tapped into the, the government grants through COVID and there's only a select number of there's there's only two that we know at the moment that are 
that are not taking that off their profit and loss and actually just and adding it into their bottom line so they can actually, instead of showing a negative, show a positive. Um, there's only two lenders there that they'll get approved for. Their interest rate might be more expensive than others, but they're the only two options. And then it becomes a, a deciding factor of, okay, out of those two lenders, you know, is it time critical and is one going to be faster than the other or is it interest rates? So I think brokers are generally always trying to get the best deal for their clients, but a lot of people don't understand that their scenario uh, is not going to be, you know, it's not ideal for a lot of banks and they're not going to get that really low rate. So I'd say it's just a an understanding of a lot of people in the general population just don't understand how loan products and lending products work and they see the flashy interest rate and don't realize that, you know, if you're working casual jobs and, you know, you don't, you don't have the highest deposit, you're not going to get that really attractive interest rate. Uh, and so, and some of them get heartbroken by that, but yeah, I don't expect people to understand that, but, um, but that's probably the biggest, you know, misunderstanding that I see with that. It's, it is interesting because the role of the broker is both as a business, you're interested in, um, writing a home loan, but you're providing so much education for someone who, particularly if it's the first time they, they're taking out a home loan, taking them through that process, um, of understanding what they can and can't do or what match what bank product they can be matched to and but on the other hand you've you've got these digital tools that ideally not just facilitate greater conversations deeper conversations but speed up the whole process are you comfortable with you know your digital platform making it as fast as it can be that that sort of quote time to yes so that that is the the key thing that i think a lot of people are working on now and there's some digital lenders out there that are working as fast to yes as, as possible. So that's always something that we're trying to do. Um, but it's something that I think is, is going to take a lot of work. So like you said, those scenarios that you just said, someone who's first home buying and they don't quite understand the process, a lot of this fast to yes stuff that's happening in the moment, like there's, I think, TikTok and Nano Home Loans, to name a couple that are doing the digital application process really well. But they're only for like a real select you know, segment of the population, which is low LVRs, good income, probably two, two household incomes, PAYG. Uh, and then, yeah, you can make a decision on that really quick. But for the fast to yes to happen for that broader segment where it's first home buyers, maybe self-employed, uh, people who have, you know, contract work or their work's stop go, that's going to take a long time. But that is the ideal situation that using these tools, you'll know what your best offer is at any given moment. And that's what I'm working towards. I want you to always be getting the best offer depending on your circumstances. So if you're self-employed, I want to give you the, the best self-employed loan offer based on your data. Um, but then if you change your career and then you go, no, I don't want to be self-employed anymore or be a contractor. I'm, I've got this salary job and, and you all of a sudden trigger a, an approval for another loan, I want you to know straight away. So that's where I see the future going in, in banking. And that's what I'm trying to work towards. And I, I think that's the, the ideal situation, which will help speed up those conversations between clients and brokers. Um, but I think we're a long way off that. Do you think there'll be uh, any changes or consolidations in the uh, broker segment? Is that set for much changes, do you think? I think there'll be consolidation in the market. There's a big belief that we have. I think when we talk about regulation, we talk about technology, there's going to be a wider and wider gap between the haves and haves nots who's, who's really doing well. And that I, we do think there'd be consolidation. And like I said, there's more regulation comes in. There's, lot, there's a huge segment of 
the broker space that's actually really close to retirement. A lot of brokers are, are grade head, you know, in their fifties and, and almost sixties. That's actually a big segment. Those baby boomers are actually a big segment of the of the mortgage uh, market. So what happens to them and who fills that spot? It's going to be an interesting time in um in five years' time, I think. Well, that's a, a good um you know segue into the 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 idea that technology platforms ideally can scale. As you grow, what percentage of people versus technology that combination do you think you can you can do as all these folks retire? Do you think you can scale your business off a technology platform? but just not employ a huge number of people? Does the technology platform allow the people you've got or the people that you bring in to do to service more clients per broker? Is that sort of a logarithmic scale or does it sort of cap out at any one point? Yeah, that's, that's where I see the benefits is it's, it's being able to do, do more with less. That's where I see the, the efficiencies and why I talk about, you know, there's the customer experience, but then there's the broker experience. In my eyes, I've got two customers. I've got, Brokers, uh, like our brokers and other brokers that we work with, that we need to make a really good experience for them and really good experience for the customer, and that's the end goal. So when, so and even you know, we could be acquiring some of these older books in the in the future as well, where where people retire and we take over and, and try to convert people. But that's ideally where I see the advantages. And when I say I don't think you'll get rid of the human element, but you'll have deeper discussions more easily and quickly. And that's where I think the advantages will, will be. It'll be a lot more deals per broker is what I see the future looking like. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, look, it's been a fascinating conversation. Thank you very much for taking the time to speak with the FinTech Report podcast, Glenn. Thanks, Glenn. Really appreciate you having me on. 